Hello and welcome to just the two of us. Today we're going to be talking about how our Instagram got hacked and we're not happy about it. And also some cool things I've been seeing from the local fitness industry, Anklam Athletics and Alex Tran. Uh, they put something together that I thought was really good because normally on top 10 lists or top 19 lists in this case, they're usually really bad. And this was the one that I looked at and was like, yep, that's what I want to talk about. And I've been bugging Alyssa for a couple of days or I don't even know, maybe a week to mm-hmm. talk about it. Mm-hmm. But f- We just had good people on last week, so. That's correct. Nice. Correct. But first, our Instagram account. I When did this happen? And- this happened right before the big Facebook outage. Um, we, I was just, I posted last week's episode and within probably 30 minutes of me posting it, it got either hacked or Instagram flagged us and deleted us completely off the face of Instagram Earth. Yeah, so we're tr- we're slowly trying to get the Instagram account back. Yeah, there's no Instagram support. So you you kind of go to support, you say like this was a mistake and they send you this weird email that's like in order to identify you, we need you to send us a picture of you writing down this code. It's almost like a ransom picture. Like you need a picture of your face. You need to have the code in it. Handwritten. Handwritten with the code. And then you send that back to them. I said that was a scam. I totally thought it was a scam. But then I looked it up and apparently that's how they do it. But um, we haven't heard any word back. So for right now, Jazz, the two of us is off Instagram, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's a lot of where we make our updates and try to put it out to the world but you can still find us on soundcloud and apple podcast even though instagram has decided not to support us we are still here we still are going to be producing podcasts pretty regularly on mondays mm-hmm. we have missed one or two based on random weekend events i think events. it's healthy yes i yeah. think it's healthy for us not to always i think every six weeks we have like a break i like that yeah and it's not like we just have these backed up for months or anything like that it it takes a good amount of effort to put these together yeah because we just don't want to throw out garbage so if we're not feeling it one week unless it's it's... garbage day true but unless (laughs) unless we have solid topics we don't really want to put it out there because that's annoying for you and it's not great for us so yeah so we figured we this would be one of our topics today let you know that we're still here still able to be listened to We're, we're hoping that soon Instagram will just be back up and we don't lose all of our history. I think that could be an issue. We might have to create a new account, so just be on the lookout for Jess, the two of us. Yeah, we really don't want to do that either. Yeah, we'll see, but um, stay tuned for that. Um, But the topic today, really, since Kyle's been really passionate about it and he's done a lot more research into it, um, I'm going to let him kind of lead the way on that. And then just from a woman's perspective, because I know a lot of the times women will be looking for something that's a little bit quicker, um, is effective, and there are true differences between, uh, you know, women diets and men diets and, and those types of things. So I think differentiating the two Um, genders a little bit will help but for the most part just being active in general is going to be a good thing because i was going to say i wouldn't even really say there's that much of a difference in diet between women and men no there is because they choose to have that difference i would say you don't need a different diet 
I'm just saying when you bulk, it's very different from what I need to Unless do. Unless a woman wants to bulk. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. So. But I'm saying those are choices, right? Yes. So more of the weight loss type thing versus yeah. um, a woman who is actually trying to gain muscle. Yeah. So. I was going to say, we could probably just start with a little bit of our own. I mean, I've mm-hmm. been lifting and semi semi basically i decided i got into fitness and nutrition more from like a medical standpoint i i needed to start eating a little bit healthier for just like digestive health in general um when i was a little bit younger than that so college wasn't all that helpful because coors light is not a great macronutrient and same with a lot of the food they serve you so it was really figuring out what your body likes and what is good for you and over the years, you find out certain things are worse for you or better for you than you thought. And a lot of the things you used, you learn either don't work or weren't worth the money. So I can help with a couple of those. But what about you? Have you kind of navigated that at all besides like me helping or not really? Nutrition yeah. in general? Yeah. Um, I really, li- I found a program that I liked and I always refer back to it, but for me, it's solely based on motivation. It's called Bikini Body Guide, and it's by Kayla Itziness. She's getting married, so her name, last name might change. Um, but it's something that's fairly easy to find um, on all social media platforms, and she has an app as well that will give you different uh, basic trainings depending on what you're looking to do. So I would check that out. It's called the Sweat app. Other than that, you can buy her guides, um, Bikini Body Guides, I think from Amazon, I don't really know where you can find it anymore other than her website, but it might be um, available for like Nook and Kindle downloads as well. So for my end, mine have mostly been YouTube and research. Um, And then that's what brought me to this little infographic today. So this is from Joe and Alex that I saw on their Facebook pages. And it was the top 19 nutrition myths of 2019. And I mean, we can remove the 2019 just in general. I mean, it's just, these are pretty much myths for the most part. So the first one is protein is bad for your bones and kidneys. Unless you're eating way too much protein, that is not the case. Uh, So I'd recommend, or I'd guess that almost no one is, and you should not have to worry about that. And these, the next two and three, I thought was funny because if both of these were bad for you, that would only leave one macronutrient category. For those of you who don't know, it's either carbs, fats, or proteins. And number two and three on this list are carbs are bad for you and fats are bad for you, neither of which are the case. But at some point in time, I'm sure someone has mentioned that, like I don't eat bread or I stay away from fats. There are certain types of carbs and fats that are less healthy for you, but in general, you should be eating both. Uh, The fourth one was egg yolks are bad for you. Also not true. Eggs are pretty... Actually, I would recommend eating eggs every morning. I think you eat hard-boiled eggs, and then I try to cook breakfast every morning Mm -hmm. for myself, right? Yeah. So number five was red meat is bad for you. And the only way I see this happening is if, again, you have a digestive health issue and your stomach doesn't settle with red meat. Otherwise, it can be a pretty lean option for protein intake. And again, I would just generally say... Uh, protein is a pretty important macronutrient if you're trying to build muscle, lose fat. It's pretty satiating, so that means you won't get hungry if you eat more of it. Uh, so again, meat in general, usually not too bad for you. Salt is bad for you. In moderation, no, but in processed food, yes. Seven, bread is bad for everyone. <laughs> I think that's kind of an exaggeration, especially for number two where carbs are bad for you. 
depending on the bread you get, it can be really great for you. So we get Dave's Killer Bread from Costco, and that's got tons of vitamins, minerals, and it's whole wheat. Uh, I think it even has five grams of protein mm-hmm. per slice, which is pretty insane when you think about it. Versus if you get Wonder Bread, I think that's 60 to 100 calories a slice. Okay, and it has, one, Who eats Wonder Bread anymore? I mean, you, any. so even if you got like heart-healthy white bread or um, brownberry country white or whatever it is, it, I think it only has a gram of protein and generally it's made with enriched flour, I think. Or bleached flour. That's why it's white. Uh, high fructose corn syrup is far worse than sugar. It's basically just enhanced sugar, so it's not that much different. And yeah, sugar can be bad for you the same way high fructose corn syrup can be. I think the more thing the thing to look out for with high fructose corn syrup is it shows up in a lot of things that just aren't good for you already. So soda has a lot of high fructose corn syrup in it. Um, a lot of sugary drinks have high fructose corn syrup in. A lot of random things on the shelves that would be sweet surprisingly have high fructose corn syrup in. Normally, if you're buying something and it advertises that this one doesn't have high fructose corn syrup in it, it's still probably not that healthy. That means that they moved away from it at some point or that the type of food you're eating at one point used it. Nine, fresh is far more nutritious than frozen. I think this one comes from frozen meals back in the day when everyone had like, uh, what are they called? Hungry man meals. I mean, any frozen dinner, lean cuisines. Yeah. Hot pockets. All of those aren't all that nutritious, but for like frozen broccoli, frozen vegetables is not much different. Well, it depends on how you prepare it. If you throw it in the microwave, it's a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know much about microwaving versus just heating it up on like a pan versus the oven. There might be slight differences, but nutritionally, frozen broccoli yeah. and broccoli are going to be almost identical. The only thing difference is going to be water content. And the best thing about frozen broccoli is it lasts longer. And once it's frozen, you can just literally heat it up on like a nonstick pan, and the water will steam it itself, which is actually awesome. Food nutrients are always superior to supplemental nutrients. Again, not true. That's why they're called supplements. So you can get your nutrients from food. You can get your nutrients from supplements. Uh, But mostly you shouldn't be using supplements as your main source because, again, look up the word supplement by definition. And yeah, if you're not getting enough of some certain vitamin or nutrient, then supplement with it. Same thing with protein. You shouldn't be drinking five, six protein shakes a day, but you can have one if you missed a meal or if you're using it as a meal replacement. It's definitely not going to hurt you. Dietary supplements are necessary. Again, the word supplement, so you don't probably need it. I know in the past, like people have sold like raspberry ketones and other types of. Uh, what? Do you know any other ones? I know you, in the past, had looked at raspberry ketones. What are some of the other ones that you've heard of? For supplements? Yeah, like dietary stuff. Yeah, weight loss. But I mean, anything that someone tries to tell you saying this is going to shred fat is probably in this category. So I was trying to think of more. I've never ended up buying any of these because most of the time, the difference between myself and Alyssa is I'm trying to gain weight and Alyssa's trying to lose weight. So yeah, you don't need them. Just eat less. Um, you should eat clean in quotations. You should, but you can also lose weight not eating clean. 
Uh, one of my favorite studies is they basically had uh, two groups of people. One group was fed 1,500 calories of McDonald's diet, and another group was fed 1,500 calories of like a chef-prepared meals, and they both lost the same amount of weight, generally speaking, not exactly, but that basically means you can eat crap food with the same amount of calories, and you're going to lose or gain the same amount of weight than if you were eating something that was far more nutritious. You're just going to feel like crap, and you're going to look like crap because you're eating crap. Uh, 14. Eat more often to boost your metabolism. Uh, there's a lot of studies around timing of dietary, like whenever you eat, and I don't know what to think about either form of it, because there's a lot of people that are successful with intermittent fasting, which basically means you eat in a timed window, probably around six or eight hours is your eating window, and the rest of the time you would not eat. Those people have are very successful in their diets. And then there's also people that can eat every two or three hours very small meals and are very successful. I would also just caution that this is such a small portion of your overall diet that you don't even have to think about it. Just eat healthier. And if you're trying to gain or you're trying to lose weight, eat less and make sure you're focusing on getting some protein intake. And that would probably take care of it. Unless you're trying to be an Olympic athlete, it probably doesn't matter when you're eating your meals. And then the next one is, uh, the, actually the next two are around the same idea. You need to eat breakfast. Nope, you can skip breakfast and that's how a lot of people intermittent fast. Let's say you wake up at six, you wouldn't eat your first meal until noon or one, and then you'd have an eight hour window to eat from noon to eight. So then you wouldn't eat anything before bed. Um, which is 16 to lose fat. Don't eat before bed. Again, it doesn't matter when you're eating. If you eat, I usually, which drives Alyssa crazy. I'll have like a protein shake and an Aussie bite, which is just a big uh, granola nugget, I guess. Wait, what drives me crazy? If that I always go down and make a protein shake and eat an Aussie bite before I go to bed. Yeah. Cause you wait till like midnight. <laughs> uh, to 17 to lose fat, do your cardio on an empty stomach. Again, probably doesn't matter what you're, when you're doing your cardio, as long as you're expending more calories than you're eating, you're going to lose fat. 18, you need protein right after your workout. You don't need it intravenously right after you're done working out, but you probably should eat protein within two hours of your workout, maybe even an hour, but it's not something that if you miss, you're going to be losing all sorts of gains. They call it the anabolic window and the window is a lot larger than they think it is. So just get protein in any form within an hour or two after your workout should suffice. Probably 20 grams-ish. And creatine will increase your testosterone, but cause hair loss and kidney damage. I think whoever originally thought that had never looked and understood what creatine was. Basically does nothing along those lines. There was a small study that linked it to hair loss, but I wouldn't worry about it. It, there's a lot of people that have been taking creatine. It's like the most tested supplement on the market for 20 something years. Uh, look it up, start doing some research and you can use it completely fine. Uh, the only one that I know is that you might have water retention and that's on an individual basis. So if you're worried about that, try it and see what happens. But I've never had it and it's, yeah, it's one of the most tested supplements and it's not bad for you. So yeah, that I wanted to go through because I thought it was really good. Again, a lot of the top 10 lists is going to be like top 10 supplements. You don't need 10 supplements. You could probably use a multivitamin. 
probably vitamin D in winter because the sun doesn't shine here. And maybe fish oil, unless you're eating fish every day. But like these are so minute that it really just comes down to what you're eating, how much of it, and how much you're working out. The three pillars of like any good diet or being healthy is exercise, nutrition, and then sleep. So if you're missing one of those, that's probably why. And then there's obviously like deeper down things you can do within each of those to help. But as long as you're doing all three, you're not going to have an issue. Yeah. And finding something that works for you. Yeah. Making sure you have motivation. It's not getting stale. Kind of like me talking about this for so long. Might not be super entertaining for certain people, but I thought it was helpful. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to eat your beach bad for the summer. It's coming along. Yeah. So we've got Alyssa's birthday coming up at the beginning of next month. And we didn't realize we were going to be in swimsuits so early. So I've been back on the horse a little bit, been working out a couple more days a week. And then I've been preparing myself breakfast and lunches at home, which has been good. And I need to start getting more, I don't know, I need to get more strict with some of the, the data of what I'm doing. I haven't been weighing myself very frequently. I didn't really take a before and after. Don't know where I'm starting and where I'm ending in the next month. But I guess I'll just do it visually. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. I mean, before and after it really helps. So. Yeah. I was going to say, I know a lot of times you don't end up weighing yourself before and after, but I know you always well, did pictures. That's because with women, a lot of the times they'll just look at the scale and see, oh, I'm not losing weight when really muscle weighs more than fat does. So even if you're losing fat and you're gaining muscle and you're not seeing a difference in weight, then why put yourself through that? Yeah, especially if you're only weighing yourself once or twice a week. So much can go into a daily weighing that I've, I have weighed myself almost every day back in college when we would lift because they had like a really nice scale. And even within a certain day, you would gain two or three pounds, lose two or three pounds. So it happens a lot. Um, and it's just not really that useful of a metric, I don't think. But yeah, I agree with you. Before and afters are really good especially over longer periods of time. I've seen pictures of people that have started working out that I haven't seen in a really long time. And I'll always send them a note saying like, hey, great job. And they're like, well, I'm not where I'd like to be. But it's morally, I feel like it's more that they see themselves every day. So it's harder to see the progress where if I see a snap of you three months later and you're 20, 30, 40 pounds different, then it's huge for me. Like it's been like, wow, great job. In general, there are lots of resources out there and it's more up to you to pick the right ones. But if someone's really trying to help you and is caring about um, like the process you're taking and doing it, then those are probably the right ones. A few parting thoughts before we wrap up. The first being, do what works for you. Only you are gonna know if you're gonna be the person that wakes up at five or 6 a.m. and goes biking, running, walking, jogging, lifting, whatever it ends up being. But only you know when you like to exercise, when you know you're gonna be able to make yourself healthy meals, and what type of exercise and things you like to eat. So really figure that out for yourself, and that'll help you for the second point, which is make a plan. You should know what you want to do, and by plan I don't mean I wanna lose weight, because you can't really do much with that. You should say I want to lose X amount of pounds by X date. So figure out how much you'd like to lose or gain, say I wanna gain or lose 10 pounds, by two months from now, which would be a semi-healthy goal. And then last would be be accountable. 
And if you can't hold yourself accountable, then find someone that will. So find a partner, find a trainer that can help you make one of those plans. Uh, leverage one of the resources that I can help provide you or find on the internet. Again, all of this information is out there and available, but really it's up to you to set your goals, um, know how you work, and then of course hold yourself or find someone that'll hold you accountable. And with that, that's pretty much our fitness podcast. We'll send an update once we finally get in our swimsuits and see if we've held up any of our uh, fitness ambitions since the wedding. If I were a betting man, I would say we haven't but to be determined. As always, thanks for listening.